Welcome to the Joy Revolution Podcast, where you'll stop letting the chaos of adulting fuck with your joy of living. Because can we all agree that adulting is a lot? All the responsibilities, obligations, chores, all the things you gotta do so that you can look like you've got it all together. But that's only half the story. What about how your life feels on your insides? How come no one ever taught you about that? I'm Elizabeth Wallace, a certified integrative life coach here to school you on the essential skills of working with your internal world, your emotions, your nervous system, your bodily sensations, and your thoughts so that you can close the gap between a life that looks good on paper and a life that actually feels good to you on your insides. Let's dig in. Okay, welcome back to episode 29 of the Joy Revolution podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Wallace. Uh, duh. But for today's episode, I also need you to know that I am someone who had nine jobs in 10 years. I am someone who was always looking for something that was going to make me feel more fulfilled and happy and content in my job. And I was always someone who thought that that lied, lay, whatever the right word is, in the next level up, right? Always climbing the ladder. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Happiness does not lie at the top of the ladder. (laughs) But I am bringing this to you today because what I realized along the way and what I've realized from working with so many people who are looking for a more fulfilling career or way of spending their time and energy is this. The way that we approach job searches in this country, world, culture, is backwards. It's just straight up backwards and super freaking unhelpful. And so what I want to propose to you today and give to you today is another way of thinking about what your next career move might be. And this different way of thinking about it will inherently open you up to more possibilities, lead you to feel more empowered, lighter, more confident. And so you don't feel so stuck and heavy in either your current job or your current line of work or field. Okay. Now, part of the reason that I'm recording this podcast right now is I just had a session with someone who was feeling this type of way, right? Has been in their role at their company for a really long time and is simply feeling unfulfilled. And because they've been quote unquote successful, and by that I mean financially successful, et cetera, all of the the typical on paper accolades. And because they've been in the field, in this narrow sort of area of their field, which is sales for, for so long, they were feeling really heavy and really stuck about how to even go about looking for something new. And that can be so daunting, right? When you've been doing something for a really long time and being told like, these are the things that you're good at. This is what you can do. Like the world doesn't feel like it's your oyster. (laughs) It feels like 
you don't have a lot of options or like maybe they're out there, but how the fuck do you even go about finding them? And what I want to tell you is it's not about finding them. It's not about finding the diamond in the rough opportunities that, you know, you're like lucky. It's like a needle in a haystack, right? It's not like that. Your path to fulfillment is in asking yourself a very different question than you are likely asking yourself when you are looking for a new job. Most people, when they are looking for a new job or a new career, ask themselves the question, well, what else could I do? What else can I do? And that is, you know, it it sounds like it should be an empowering question. Like, what else can I do? But it's actually a sneakily disempowering question. And here's why. When you ask yourself that question, you're automatically putting yourself in a comparative mode. How do I stack up against all of these other people's requirements? What can I do according to other people? And even if it's not as explicit as that in your mind, it has a major subconscious effect. It gives all the power to someone else to determine what you can do. And it puts you in this like belly up, please hire me position or perspective when you are searching for your job. And that is not very empowering. Okay, so here is a different question that you can ask yourself, and I will ask you to please refrain from rolling your eyes when I ask it and continue to listen to the podcast, is what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And if that question makes you freeze up and you're like, I don't know, or if your brain immediately swoops in and is like, well, I can't do what I want to do because I need to make money and blah, blah, blah. I want you to just pause. Everybody pause. (laughs) Take a full breath in and a doubly long exhale out. Good. Now hear me when I say this. You and me right here in this podcast chat, we're not making any drastic moves. Your brain remind it that it's okay. You're allowed to dream and imagine. You'll check in with it before making any logistical or life-altering changes. <laughs> but for now, let's dream. This is the perspective and the place that is going to lead you to the career or the way of spending your time and energy that is going to be far more fulfilling. Because when you're approaching life and your job search from a place of, well, where can I fit my uniquely shaped peg into all of the square or round holes, whatever it is, out there, you inherently are are lining yourself up for a mismatch. But when you approach it from, What do I want to do? What are all my capabilities and skills that I already have to make this happen? And where can I augment my skills and capabilities to really solidify my capabilities or my qualifications? That is far, far and away 
more empowering and more exciting. And it feels a whole hell of a lot lighter. Because here's the thing, we all are, you are, I still am, severely limited in what we think is possible in terms of the opportunities available to us by the lens that we are looking through. And that lens is formed by what we see around us, who's doing what jobs, what we were modeled as children. I don't know about you, but I love hearing about what other people do for for work or where they spend their time and energy. And part of the reason is so many times I'm like, oh my God, that's a job? Like I didn't even know that was a job, right? And so when we approach a job search simply from through the lens that we know in this narrow scope of what we think is possible, of course we end up like just sidestepping over one job to a slightly different company and ending up feeling the exact same way. So we got to approach the job search differently. Okay. And the way that I have found works beautifully is from dreaming first. And if dreaming seems really challenging, if you're not, if that muscle isn't really well, uh, well worked, what if it isn't, um, what's the word toned? (laughs) There we go. Um, then I'm going to offer you some more specific questions that you can play with as you are experimenting with what you might want to do next. And the first thing I'll offer you is how to frame your next job search. And I want you to take a two-pronged approach. Number one is to take a little bit of the pressure off and no longer think to yourself, okay, the next job I I get has to be the one, the fulfilling one. I have to make the right choice. No, you're just going to experiment with the next thing. And then you're going to learn something. And then you're going to experiment again. Take the pressure off. And number two is is a way of lifting the pressure on changing jobs. I think once we get it in our minds of, oh, I I don't want to be in this job anymore or this work environment anymore. Everything tends to go downhill and everything feels really dire. And you're like, oh my God, I'm at the mercy of this company. It feels really terrible and they're taking all my time and I'm really stressed. (sighs) Take another breath if that is you. (laughs) And if that has been you, I'm sure you can empathize. And remind yourself that this is a two-way street and that you are in charge of your own life And take charge, like really take charge here in this arena. And you can do that by saying, all right, what do I want to use my current job for? What am I in it for? What's it going to give me as I, on a holistic level, am in the process of figuring out what it is that I want to try next? Right? That's the framing. How do I want to use my current job in a way that benefits me? As I explore what I might want my next experiment to be, okay, then the questions you can ask yourself to start to just brainstorm, and again, like logistical worried brain, take a seat next to you. We're not going to make any decisions without you, okay? But some of the questions you can ask yourself are, if you had a magic wand, 
and it was a year from now. And you were living exactly the life that you want to live. And you were doing exactly what you want to be doing, how you spend your time and your energy and the the parts of you that you are engaged with and feeling challenged by, with the exact work schedule that you would dream of, with the salary that you want, what would you describe to me? What would that actually look like? And by look like, I mean, what's the vibe? Does it feel spacious? Does it feel um, inspirational? And you might come and say, well, in that vision, I feel happy and I feel fulfilled and I feel challenged. And from there, I would ask you, and I am asking you, well, what do those things mean to you? What do they actually mean, right? Because say, let's take happiness, fulfilled, and, and challenge. Those could mean different things to different people. So for you, with whatever vibe you want your life to have when you are doing what you want to be doing, what does that actually mean? How would you know if you were living that way? Right? Other questions you can ask are, you know, what do you really want to fix in the world? What are the big, big problems or little problems that you really feel like, God, if I could just devote my time to solving this, I would be, oh, I would be so over the moon. I truly believe that the way to get on another path is not to, um, look at what paths are available, but to ask yourself the right questions to create your own path and see where that leads. There's a quote by Joseph Campbell. It's one of my favorite quotes. And it's, if you can see your path laid out in front of you step by step, you know it's not your path. Your own path you make with every step you take. That's why you know it's your path. And that just, oh, just hits me so good when I, when I remember and reread that quote because, you know, we, our culture and our society, especially if you are a, a, a millennial, I would say, I think Gen Z looks at life a little bit differently, but if you are a millennial, um, we were enculturated into this idea of like, here is the path. You you uh, become an assistant, an associate, a assistant director, associate director, director, managing director, like whatever, right? Like that's an example of one career, one career path's trajectory. But like that's that's what you do, and you get married, and you have kids, and you did the ba 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 ba, right? But that's not your path. That's someone else's path. That's. That's prescribed paths. It's not even someone else's path. And that's why it doesn't feel fulfilling to you. Okay? And so we have to take the opposite approach of allowing yourself to dream, to imagine, to ask yourself, what do I want? What do I want to work on? What would feel really good to me? What would I see myself doing? And then you take the next step. And this is this is the backwards approach of, all right, What skills and qualifications and qualities do I already have that I could use to pivot towards, you know, something 
that would serve this vibe. Okay, so maybe you're like, oh, I just want a life that feels really flexible and spacious and I want to help people and I I know that I love talking to people. And then you're like, all right, well, I, I love to talk to them about life. And, and then you're like, all right, well, I, I, okay, I'm talking about me. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I worked in development for a really long time. I obviously have the skills to talk to people about what lights them up and ask really good questions. And I am a trained yoga instructor, so I have a really solid understanding of the body and somatic work, et cetera, right? And so instead of asking yourself, what am I qualified for? What what job is someone going to give me? You ask yourself, what kind of life do I want to live? Where do I want to spend my time and energy? What problems do I want to solve? What qualities and skills do I already have? And what would be really cool for me to to do? You back into it. And I think this is so important. And part of the reason why this is so empowering is it really does also force you to take a broader view of your skills and qualifications. Because if you've been in the working world for a while, you get really used to defining your skills and qualifications according to other people's job descriptions or review process, right? Are they collaborative? Are they, you know, creative? It's like, okay, but (laughs) like you are so much more than a job description. And we totally discount so many of our natural and learned skills and qualifications because we're not used to thinking that we could use them in a dream job situation. So I would encourage you to really spend some time thinking through what am I really good at and broaden that perspective beyond just like in a work environment. Well, I'm really good at... I don't know, listening to other people and making them feel seen and heard. That might exist completely outside of your job realm. Maybe that's how you are with your friends. Or if if you're like, I love tinkering and solving problems and have like sort of that, I love that sort of engineering mindset, right? That might not be anything that you do right now. So across the board, from a holistic perspective, ask yourself, what am, I, what am I good at? What do I really know how to do? And keep a running list. And if writing it down feels intimidating, start by leaving yourself a voice note. Start by talking out loud to yourself in the car and then recalling it and putting it down on paper. Sometimes it can feel a little intimidating or it just feels like there's a little bit of a blocker in committing your skills and qualities to paper. So start being a little bit playful. Start to think about it in the shower or while you're on a drive. Because here's the other thing, and I'm like a little bit on a soapbox right now, (laughs) but the other thing is you have all these skills and qualifications and qualities, right? That doesn't mean you have to use them in a job setting. You could be really good at Excel, oh my God, I am not, but you could be really good at Excel and really not want to work at a computer in spreadsheets all day. 
You don't have to. Just because you're good at something, just because something is a skill and a quality, doesn't mean it has to be the one that you use in your job. Okay? So start to, to, to compile a list of all the things you're good at and then start to hone in, hone in on which ones do I enjoy participating in and using. All right? That paired with asking yourself, well, what do I want to do? What would feel really exciting? Or answering my favorite prompt ever, note this down, wouldn't it be cool if? I could fill pages and pages and pages and pages of a journal answering this question, and I have, and I revisit it often, and I encourage you to do the same. Wouldn't it be cool if? Fill that on out. Let, let it all come up and out, and then... Take a look at your capabilities and your qualities and which ones you want to use. And I guarantee you will find a way to spend your time and your energy that feels far more fulfilling. Okay? Okay. Now, also please know that if you are feeling stuck or frozen or weighted down or anything that is uh, anything less than joyful and inspired by your job, that's really, really normal. And you are not alone. (laughs) This is one of the biggest things that I work with people on is work-life balance or changing careers. And so you're so not alone. And if you do not want to walk this path alone and want some real support in gaining clarity around what what your next steps might be, support in helping you dream or crystallize your qualifications, your your qualities and your skills, and just someone to coach you through making any sort of transition in your career or in your life for that matter, come and hit me up for a single session through December 20th, or I'll be opening up longer packages for one-on-one coaching in the new year. You can find all that information in the show notes, or you can pop over to Instagram and send me a message being like, hey, I need help. (laughs) All right. And in the meantime, know that I am sending you the biggest hug ever. Thank you so much for listening. My hope is that every single one of these episodes brings you closer to a life that feels better to you on your insides. And if you're looking for more, you can find tons of tools and tips, ideas, and perspectives on my Instagram at Elizabeth the Joy Coach. And if you're curious about working together personally, you can find out more info about that on my website, which is linked in the show notes. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening so that more people can join the joy revolution and get out from underneath the heaviness of adulting.